Welcome to the Gerald Brooks Leadership Podcast, a deep dive into biblical leadership with pastor and author, Dr. Gerald Brooks. Hi, this is Gerald Brooks. Thank you so much for joining me for today's podcast. Just a minute, I'm going to talk to you about uh, attributes a leader must possess, attributes that a leader must possess. But before I do, if I can put a date on your radar screen, that is January 25th. It will be our first roundtable of the year. Now, our roundtables are just an exceptional moment of learning. They give you the possibility of just seeing uh, life and seeing leadership and, and just complexity, but yet simplicity as we take some of the difficult things of our day and we begin to work through them. I'm telling you, I'm already excited about the lessons that I'm going to deliver. I know that they're going to be helpful to so many, but you can go to my webpage and you can sign up. And those of you that listen to the podcast, you know that I believe in the power of the room, that if you listen to something, you add to your life. But when you're in the room, you multiply your life. And everyone knows that it's better to multiply than just add. So I want to invite you to the room. And then my new book, uh, What's His Name? I love this book. It was so much fun to communicate because it's just talking about the various names that we have. And so I have a name that my kids call me. I have a name that my wife calls me. I have a name that my organization calls me. And then I have a name that was given by birth. And I have a name that, that came with the family. All of those are my name. And together they describe who I am. So what we do is we go through the various names of who God is, and we let you see how those names accumulate to tell us who Jesus is. I'm telling you, it's remarkable. It's it's easy for somebody to take these, to teach them, to communicate. Uh, but what's his name? You can go to my uh, webpage and you can order it there. Well, today I want to talk to you about attributes a leader must possess. There are things that when you look at leaders, leaders process with different styles. They process with different personalities. Uh, they come from different past, and they for sure have different ambitions at times and, 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 and different outlooks. But there's some attributes that every leader possesses, regardless of personality, regardless of style, regardless of the outlook. Uh, they they possess these, and, and these are essential. They're just the essential makeup of a leader. And so I want to go over a few of them because I think they'll help you maybe to look at yourself and not only look at yourself, but to look at your team to figure out where maybe you need to make application and maybe where you need to help others make application. Uh, the first attribute that a leader needs is a vision which is bigger than their circumstances, a vision that is bigger than their circumstances. We know that vision is the language of leadership. Leaders lead with vision. They may have plans, but the plan started with a vision. And vision is foremost. We know that with without a vision, people perish. We know that we are to write the vision upon the wall and, and to run, and that everyone who runs quickly could be able to read the vision. Vision is defining, but your vision has to be bigger than your circumstances. It has to be larger than your problems. See, if what you see today is bigger than what you see tomorrow, 
then what you see today will be your tomorrow. Now, I need you to understand that. If what you see today is bigger than what you see tomorrow, then what you see today will be your tomorrow. Whatever you see is what you become. It's where you're going to end up. And for some people, they don't have a difficulty with their problems. They have a difficulty with their vision. And for some people, it's not that their problems are too big. It's that their vision is too small. And see, vision is something that transcends your problems. You're, you're looking ahead and you're saying, yeah, I've got to deal with this. I'm going through this. I'm faced with this. Yeah, I wished we had the resources to do this. Those are all problems. But there has to be a compelling vision inside you that is bigger than your problems. So leadership isn't the absence of problems. What leadership is, the presence of a vision. And without the presence of a vision, then all you will ever see is your problems. And so innate in a leader is the ability to possess a vision that is bigger than the problems they're facing. So maybe they feel like uh, they've been put behind the eight ball using a pool uh, metaphor. But the thing about that is, is that you can see beyond it. You can see the angles that allow you to attack and allow you to do things that uh, others may not see. So a vision that is bigger than your circumstances. Do you possess that? Great leaders possess that. Great leaders possess that on good days, on bad days. They possess that every day. The next one is this, spiritual values that are stronger than popular opinion. Spiritual values which are stronger than popular opinion. Now, being a person of faith, I believe that you always lead from the inside out. I believe that you never lead from the outside in. If you lead from the outside in, the world defines you. But if you lead from the inside out, then it's God that's defining you. And so spiritual values, that which is inside you, God created us uniquely. We're the highest point of creation, spirit, soul, and body, 1 Thessalonians 5.23. But the nature of that is not only how we're made, but how we're to operate. We are to be spiritual first, we are to be mental second, we're to be physical third. And so we're to go from the spirit to the mind to the flesh. And that is important because spiritual values that are stronger than popular opinion. And here's the reason, in leadership, the crowd is always going to be loud, but it cannot be louder than your heart. I want that to sink in. The crowd is always loud but it cannot be louder than your heart. There are always voices out there, and there are voices out there that are screaming for attention, that that are yelling at the top of their lungs, that are expressing and saying, this is what is most important, and it must be most important to you. But when you're a leader, what you understand is that your heart has to be louder than the crowd. What they're yelling and what they're saying cannot consume you. It cannot sidetrack you. You have to be able to understand that in your life and in your journey, that your heart has to speak louder than anything else in your life. And so the heart begins to become the dominant force. So spiritual values, what is it on the inside that has been so ingrained in you? 
that it's engrafted in your soul, that when everything gets loud, you say, man, I get it. I understand. I understand the voices. I understand the volume. I understand that there are people out there who feel this is the priority, but, and you come back to the spiritual values that are inherent in you. What is it that are the non-negotiables? What are the things which can never change? What are the issues that you have laid hold of and you say, hey, I can't let go of this. I can't let go of this. So attributes that a leader must possess. First, a vision which is bigger than their problems. If you don't have a vision, then your problems consume you. Spiritual values that are stronger than popular opinion. If you do not possess spiritual values, then you will be uh, buffeted by the opinions of everyone around you. Number three, disciplines which are greater than your problems disciplines which are greater than your problems. Now, here's the thing. You've heard me say it forever. Discipline is the gift that a leader gives themselves. Deadlines are what people give you when you lack discipline. So if you're a disciplined person, very seldom are you ever given a deadline. Why? Because you know how to get your stuff done. You you have the ability to Set your hand to the plow, not turn around, not get distracted, not look to the right hand or to the left, to keep focused, to keep going, and you get your stuff done. It doesn't matter what's going on, you get your stuff done. And so you have to have disciplines that are greater than your problems. See, you can outgrow your problems, but you cannot let your problems outgrow you. See, you can outgrow your problems. When you have discipline, some problems just go away because you're just growing all the time. You have the discipline that things that used to bother you don't bother you. Things that used to get to you don't get to you. Things that that used to stump you don't stump you. Why? Because you had the discipline to keep growing and you grew bigger than the problem. But you cannot let your problems grow bigger than you. And there's nothing like talking to a person and when you talk to them, they're always articulating uh, verbiage about what they're going through, what they're faced with. And you hear that and all of that's all right in a communication. But when it is the constant communication, it is indicative of someone who's let their problems grow bigger than them. There's one thing to have a problem. There's another thing when the problem has you. So if you're going to have the attributes that a leader has, then you're going to have to have discipline. You're going to have to have the ability to tell yourself no to things you want to do so that you can do the things that you must do. That's what discipline is. It is the ability to say no to you. Everybody wants high discipline when it comes to others, but they want low discipline when it comes to themselves. But that's not the way the playing field works. I do not control anyone else's discipline. I do control my discipline. And therefore, I can stir up the gift. I can set my hand to the plow. I can refuse to look to the right hand or the left. I can say that none of these things move me except I have a purpose that God's given me. And so attributes that a leader must possess, a vision that's bigger than their circumstances, spiritual values that are stronger than popular opinion, uh, disciplines which are greater than your problems. Number four, integrity, which is more powerful than your impulses. 
integrity, which is more powerful than your impulses. Integrity means you've come to terms with some concepts inside you, that there are some things that you just will not do. There are some places that you will not go. There are some people that you will not hang around with. And the reason being is that integrity requires that of you. The Bible says that the integrity of your heart will preserve you. God will protect you because of your integrity. He will protect you from doing things in the midst of them because of integrity, that your heart is right. But all of us have these impulses. Um, in, in the book of Ephesians, in chapter 2, it talks about the desires of the heart, but it talks about the desires of the mind and the desires of the flesh. And we have these three competing desires, what our heart knows we should do, what our head thinks it wants to do, but what our flesh is telling us you must do. And see, those are impulses, but you have to have a moral compass, something that always points north. See, that's what a compass does. It has a fixed setting. It always goes due north. Why? Because it goes due north. It can tell you where south, west, east are, and all the variations of that. Well, that's what your moral compass does. It always points towards the throne room. And because it always points towards the throne room, it positions you where you are able to say, okay, this is not where I want to go. This is not what I want to do. Integrity is knowing there's places you don't go. There's things you don't do. There are issues you don't play around with because if you do, you'll end up somewhere that you may not be get, be able to get out of, and you'll do something that you will regret. And what the Bible says is integrity is a must. The Bible says that David led the people skillfully and with integrity of heart. That's how we have to lead. And then another attribute is faith, which is deeper than your uncertainty. Faith, which is deeper than your uncertainty. Probably for most people in the world of spiritual leadership, COVID tested our faith because there were principles that we believed, but there were truths that we were being told. And because the principles that we believe were one thing, but there were truths that we were being told, that created uncertainty. And the thing about your life is you always have to live up to your faith and not down to your doubts. I love Dallas Willard. He was the professor of philosophy at the University of Southern California, one of the most brilliant Christian thinkers ever. And he made this famous statement. He says, doubt your doubts as much as you doubt your faith. See, we're good at doubting our faith. Well, what if this? But our doubts are no more certain than our faith is, if you want to put it in a pure term. And what he said is, is just learn to doubt your doubts. Those facts are not as factual as you think they are. And so for us, it was deciding to open back our church. For us, it was getting involved in a political realm, and that's not necessarily who I am. But I don't let anything cause a problem to our church. 
and therefore I engaged in things. But I did it based on a faith that was bigger than uncertainty. I don't let the questions distract me from God being the answer. I don't let what I don't understand distract my heart from what I believe and I know in the inside. So as a leader, you have to have these attributes, a vision that's bigger than your circumstances, spiritual values that are stronger than your popular opinion, disciplines which are greater than your problems, integrity which is more powerful than your impulses, and faith that is bigger than your uncertainty. Next, discontent that is more forceful than your comfort zone. Discontent that is more forceful than your comfort zone. One of the things that every leader has to learn is that yesterday's sacrifice is today's comfort zone. That the sacrifices that you made yesterday, if those are the only sacrifices you make, they define your comfort zone today. When God was speaking to Israel about entering into the promised land, he warned them. He says, you need to be careful that you don't forget God. When you come in and you're living in houses that you didn't build, you're harvesting from fields that you didn't plant. You're beginning to experience a harvest, a harvest from orchards of trees that you never planted. He said, don't forget. What was he saying? You made a sacrifice to get here. But once you get here, if you don't make more sacrifices, you'll stay here. And there's nothing worse than watching a leader who lived a high sacrificial life only to find out that they just changed where the comfort zone is. They may have moved it a half a mile down the road, but that's all they did. So, When it comes to your heart, there has to be a spirit of discontent that you're never satisfied with where you're at. That doesn't mean that you lack peace, but it just means you don't get satisfied with circumstances. You don't let yesterday's achievement become the trophies of your life. You understand that there are things that you need to do that you're required to do. But there has to be a healthy spirit of discontent. Jesus put it this way, blessed are those that hunger and thirst after righteousness. That brings us to the last one. Significance, which is more profound than success. Significance, which is more profound than success. Many of you who've been in the room when I've taught have heard me talk about the difference between success and significance. Success is what happens to you. Significance is what happens through you. Most people just love success, but they've never learned to live a life of significance. But there's one word that changes success to significant, and that's the word serve. See, when you take success and you just say, this is my platform to serve, all of a sudden you become significant because you've taken a platform and you're now utilizing it to benefit and to help others. 
And what I find about dynamic leaders is significance is more important to them than success. What I'm doing and who I'm helping is more important than what I have and what I'm possessing. So when we begin to look at attributes, there are some things that are just built in. They're baked into every leader. And they're consistent regardless of style, temperament, past, education. And these things are there. Vision that's greater than your circumstances. Spiritual values that are stronger than your than popular opinion. Disciplines that are greater than your problems. Integrity that's more powerful than your impulses. Faith which is deeper than your uncertainty discontent that is more forceful than the comfort zone, and significance, which is more profound than success. I pray that you would take a minute and you'd pause. And you just wouldn't hear the message, but you'd take the journey. That you would reflect and you would say, are these attributes in me? And if you're lacking, could you double down and just say, I'm going to work hard for that to happen in me? Thank you so much for joining me. So thrilled to have you as a part of the podcast. Could you do me a favor? Could you let other people know that this podcast exists? The most powerful thing that I can do is to reach out to you. The most important thing you can do is to help others. So if this is helpful to you, help somebody else by letting them know about it. I want to remind you that on January 25th, we have our roundtable in Plano. Please come. Go to my webpage and sign up. My new book, What's His Name? You have multiple names in your life, but those names consolidate to tell us who you really are. Well, we walk through that and we let you see who Jesus really is. You can go to my website and you can get those. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Gerald Brooks Leadership Podcast. If you'd like more information on Dr. Brooks's books, audio, or speaking engagements, please go to geraldbrooksministries.com.